This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. Tired of your tentmate's flashlights shining in your eyes in camp? Bring an empty half-gallon milk jug or clear water bottle. Simply strap a headlamp around it, and it becomes a soft white lantern for everyone to see the light. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Welcome, everyone, to the Take It Home podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. And on today's episode, I'm going to be covering West Coast Pro, home of the killer show that took place this past Friday on April 7th in South San Francisco. Um, this is the first show that uh, Chris Hero is booking the show. Um, I think previously Vinny Massaro was the booker. I don't know. If, I'm sure they're all still working together. All that. Um, I'm sure he's, Vinny still has some, uh, definitely has some influence there um, on the on these shows. So I wanted to see if uh, Chris Hero, if, if there's something different going with the show, a different feel to the show. Uh, I know I haven't been able to get out there live in person to watch a West Coast Pro show. I do plan on doing it sometime in the future. I just just so hard for me, especially on a Friday. Um, to get out there, but one day soon I do want to get out there. But I know a lot of people that do go to shows and they tell me a lot about it, um, and they and they enjoy the product. But a lot of them always say they just a lot of it's just matches, and they they want to have some kind of a story, you know. And usually, you know, a lot, a lot of it's just matches, and they just want some more of a, a story to kind of follow. So we'll see um, if uh, Chris Hill can bring that. Of course, you can't throw like a bunch of storylines at once, right? I, mean, I think you need to kind of keep it one or two. Um, you don't want to just have every, everything. There's, you know, an angle for everything. Cause if you do too much, it just means nothing. Right. So, um, but I saw some, some, some positive change here and um, some good matches, um, some interesting matches. Uh, there's about, was it about seven matches on this card or eight matches on the card. So uh, let's dive into it. The first match, match number one, was Brett the Threat versus JT Thorne. Um, this match was between two green kids. JT Thorne is the first graduate of the West Coast Pro Academy. Um, JT Thorne, I, I liked his attitude. I liked his confidence in there. He, he, you know, he's, you know, made some eye t- contact with the crowd and show some personality. I like that, but cosmetically, I don't think he was ready for this debut. Um, just, just didn't look, you know, didn't, there's no tan and, and, you know, it, it just looked, it looked like a bad indie, you know, show like you go to, you know, like, I don't know if you want to open a show like that. I think the kids, I think it's a good kid. I just, I just think maybe, maybe you shouldn't throw him out there until he's ready, fully ready with just, you know, not only in ring, but also the look, because, you know, people go to the show and they don't want to see their next door neighbor and they want to see, you know, 
they want to see athletes and stuff. And and he and I don't want to knock this kid, but you know, I'm just saying it's just you know, just cosmetically, just it was kind of like oh, you know, because you kind of expect more West Coast pro. They bring a lot of a lot of talents in from all over United States and and across and and all over the world and. Um, you know, I know, I know it's a first West coast pro student and graduate and you want to give him something, but maybe let him, uh, 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 work some indies around the area, just kind of get, you know, experience his feet wet. And plus, I think I wouldn't throw him in there with a match with another rookie. Cause you know, it's just, these two, the blind lead the blind here. And I thought this match was, uh, it just went too long for these guys and, the longer it went, just, just they kept, you know, just like you tell, like they were like finding things to do, you know, like there's, I think they would have kept this match maybe about four minutes in length from bell to bell and just kind of just do what they know, what they do best. And, you know, once they, they started doing some, some little more complicated stuff and it just looked, looks slow and, um, ah, it was just, wasn't that good to open the show. So, but. I think next time, you know, put JT Thorne with with a veteran that's going to kind of lead him through a nice little match and same thing with Brett the Threat, but uh, but yeah. Yeah, not not the best way to open, but you know, not everything's going to hit perfectly, so but it's you know, a learning experience from everyone on this, you know, from from the promoter to the booker to the wrestlers, you know, probably not, you know, best to book this match um to open. Match number 2 uh, West Coast Wrecking Crew versus the Velocities. I've never seen the Velocities before. They're from a, they look, they're an undersized tag team from Australia. Um, uh, this match also I felt suffered from having too much time out there. Um, and I get it. The Velocities they they want to make an impression, so they want to do, they want to do everything they can and, and all their best stuff to really stand out. Um, but what happened was there was just so much. And again, as I kept going, it just kept, got a little sloppy. Um, you know, the hot tag was not, it was a cold tag cause it wasn't really built up. I think this guy, these, these young kids, these little velocity guys could be really exciting and, um, but they, you know, they got to work on selling, you know, that they're so they're smaller, you know, and, they do some great athletic stuff, but you get that sympathy from the crowd first, and then they make that big comeback. And um, uh, if they would have condensed this down, I think it would have been a lot better match. Um, if I were these kids, I, you know, I know they're young, so they're probably not going back and watching a lot of older stuff. But it, you know, for as a smaller team, they should definitely watch the Rock and Roll Express, the Fantastics. Um, I know Sean and Marty were kind of bigger guys, and they looked on on television because you know they're they're also in there with a bunch of big dudes that are even you know bigger than those guys but you know they they were they worked as an undersized tag team as the rockers definitely i would watch them uh the high flyers jim brunzel and greg gagne i mean they just just watch the smaller teams and you know, I, I know everyone does the same stuff nowadays, right? It's all the same. Like almost every match feels the same most of the time. It's all you know. Everyone just kind of like goes what they know or what they or what they're you know fan of. I mean, how many? I mean, how many indie kicks can we see? You know, how many super kicks can we see? 
like I said, they would have kept this more just simplified things. I think it, I think it would have been a good match because West Coast Red Cruz is a solid team. Uh, like for example, the Vossies did this. One of the guys did a shooting star press into a DET, but it just looked it just didn't look good because once he he grabbed the DET, it just stopped, and then Royce Isaac just took this little forward uh, bump, and it just didn't look that good. And you know, just honestly, I would rather have the kid do the shooting star press, crash and burn, and then the West 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 Coast Wrecking Crew could you know take advantage from there. Um, I like the West Coast Rescue's finisher. They do the old Bulldogs, you know, get their opponent on the shoulder, and then the other guy jumps off that that opponent's shoulders and drops, like, the big elbow, and, and that looks cool. But what I don't like about it is the second part of it where Royce Isaac has the guy in his shoulder still, and Jarrell Nelson gets on his back and puts his knees up, and then Royce Isaac does, like, a fireman's carry, and the, and and uh, the guy hits Jarrell Nelson's knee, and then, and then they go for the pin. It's like a it's like a less impressive move than the big flying elbow off the guy's back, you know. So I would just kind of cut that out, you know. Uh, I, I believe Dave Boy when he had the guy on his shoulders, he would just you know do a little firebreak carry slam after Dynamite gets the pin. So I mean, I I just think a little bit a little bit too much there, but you know, okay match. Um, the Lossies, I see a lot of potential in them. I think they'd be a, a fun, exciting team. But if they really got to get down that tag team psychology. Uh, and once they get that, I think they're going to be really, really good. So, Master Number 3 was a, a special attraction. It was a, a Japanese women legend, Aja Kong versus Vert Vixen. Uh, this match is kind of what I expected with the match with the legend. You know, you know Aja Kong did all her hits. Uh you know, she's 52, has been a ton of wars in the ring, and it shows by her the way she moves in the ring, very slow. Um, at one point, they, you know, Aja Kong throws out the ring and just kind of, you know, throws Vert Vixen into uh, the chairs at ringside. And, you know, she's just, just, you know, just killing time and just doing stuff and keeping busy out there. Um, only problem though is just they're out there forever. So you know whatever it is of there, a ten count or twenty count, they just definitely went beyond that. The referee I saw was on the floor, which is probably a good thing for her because it just you know just get buries her. She's out there, and it looked like no one was really interested in breaking the count if there was one. So, um, but you know I thought this match was pretty good. It um, Aja took some a few bombs for Vert and. And a great uh, near fall for Vert Vixen, who I, who I think I like Vert Vixen. I think she has a lot of potential. She's good size, good look, good talent. Um, I understand she's going to Japan soon for I think uh, Tokyo Pro, I believe. Or so that's cool. You know, she can um, gain more experience, and I, I think she has, a lot, like I said, a lot of potential. Um, and Aja Kong won, and and fans are happy, and that's what you want. You know, you don't want. Uh, you, know, you bring these legends, they fans just want to see them win. I think Aja Kong would be better though within a, a tag match or a six man tag team match. Um, but you know, this one exceeded my expectations, and uh, um, I think it's probably one of the better matches on the show for sure. So, uh, a lot of fun. Match number four the bounty hunter Brian Keith versus jo- Jordan Oliver. Uh, this match uh, was a complete sprint. <laughs> 
Uh, it's been a while since I've seen Jordan Oliver, and uh, you know he's added some muscle. He's got some good looking tights. Um, last time I saw him, I just I just he didn't look impressed to me. Really skinny. Um, his gear looked very indie, but he looked pretty professional here. I, I, I was digging it. Brian Keith, I, I like this guy. He has that he has that great pro wrestling face and attitude, and comes out with the hat and the and the poncho. You know, he just. He just looks cool, and and uh, but this match was a total sprint, just move, boom, 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 move, boom, and I was like, okay, you know, like let's let's breathe here, let's let's grab a hold, let's let's tell a story, but they just kept just going for their finishers, and eventually uh, Brian Keith won in a, in a very quick match. I felt like that, you know, maybe it was five minutes, maybe six, uh, but it just, um, I think these guys, I was hoping for a better match, and. It was it was okay, but again, no story to it. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Match number five was a, was a very anticipated match on this card. You had Speedball Mike Bailey versus Michael Oku. Uh, Michael Oku is a rising star on the European wrestling scene. Uh, European wrestling scene, excuse me, and um, you know had that uh, match with Will Osprey last year it was highly regarded. I watched it and re- and reviewed that match for uh, for Take It Home podcast. Um, kid has a lot of talent. Like this, like like Jordan, I like to see him kind of add some muscle to that frame. Um, I think uh, I think he will. He's like he's a pretty young guy. Um, this match started kind of weird for me. You know, you had. Speedball Mike Bailey is a babyface in West Coast Pro. Michael Oku's coming in as a babyface. Um, and bell rings, and Speedball Mike Bailey just comes flying in and just kicks uh, kicks uh, Oku right in the face, you know. And just, just, it just didn't seem like that fit there, you know. Like, there's no hatred between these guys. I, I, they had a previous match at Rev Pro, but they other than – Michael Oku won that match. They didn't really talk about it was like a you know, big grudge match or anything, but um, and after I just saw like Brian Keith and Jordan Oliver go you know a million miles an hour, I was kind of hoping a match would kind of start off with some circling, some lockup, and some wrestling. But we got all action here again, so um, uh, it just picked up where the last match left off. Uh, eventually, they went outside. And Speedball sets up some chairs right next to the little second level they have there. And, and he set up Oku on those chairs. And he does this big shooting star, double knees. And, of course, Oku gets out of the way. And Speedball just goes crashing, you know, knees first on these chairs. 
Um, and throughout the match, you know, Speedball would sell these knees, but wasn't consistent with it. Like, he would sell it for a bit and then run around, do a bunch of kicks, and then go to selling back again. It's just, it was just, like I said, very inconsistent, and it wasn't good. I mean, <laughs> and then throughout the match, he's putting his knees up, the block stuff, and, oh, my God, he's, you know, he's, He's just he's once again the knees, but then he would continue to do stuff, dive outs and uh, run across the ring easily with not, no issue at all with his knees. Um, crowd was really into this match. They did a bunch of moves, a bunch of false finishes. At one point, though, like they had some good momentum going, and then it just comes to a screeching halt for those damn chops right in the middle of the ring where. Guy just one takes one and sits there and goes, give me one. And that guy gives the one back, and they go back and forth for a while. I just hate those. It's just, I know these guys watch Japanese wrestling. And they think, oh, they, you know, they do this, the strong style stuff, but it just doesn't, it's just, it's so old because every match now does this shit. The match before with Brian Keith and Jordan All, they did the same thing. Um, it just it's just kind of ridiculous just seeing two guys stand there and exchange chops and it just I don't know it it just always looks bad you know and it's not like when Steamboat and Flair would you know Flair would chop Steamboat and Steamboat would sell and turn but then he fired one back and Flair would sell and Flair would fire one back um, these guys are just standing there and no selling them it's just not exciting um, and. I, I don't know. I know a lot of people there. They're going crazy for this match. But for me, watching it, I just kept thinking, like, well, is his knees really hurt or not? Like, he just, like, he was very, speedball was very inconsistent, like you said, with the with selling the knee. And it just, for me, it's like, you know, like, if you are don't want to sell the knee that much, like, you want to be, you know, have it injured a bit, but not, like, don't do a shooting star plus onto chairs to start it off. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, uh, just, I don't know. I would say, nah, let's not do that. If it's, you know, if, you know, you can do, you can inch your knees in other ways without being just completely, you know, going overboard with the doing it on the outside on the chairs. Just, just look ridiculous. Like, I think, you know, a lot of people, like I said, would like this match. I personally did not, but, um, you know, let me know what you think. I think, I think I, I like both these guys. I like speedball Mike Bailey. I think he has a really funky charisma, um, um, he has fun matches. I don't know if he's like a main event guy, but I always feel like he's a he's a fun right in the middle of the card, which this match was, um, uh, for some exciting stuff. And and Oku, I think, has a lot of potential. And like I said, I really want to see him really add to that frame, add some muscle. Um, he has good height and you know and a good look. I just love to see him just add some muscle because then that would help him, in my opinion as more of a main eventer going forward, you know, in his career. And, but he's young, and like I said, he's going to be adding on that muscle, you know, in, in the near future. So, uh, <laughs> the next match, I'll be honest, I, uh, it was uh, match number six, Alpha Zoe versus Leo Rush. Honestly, watched a little bit of it, fell asleep. Not that these guys were boring me, it's just on last night, and I'm recording this on uh, on uh, on Saturday night, Friday night. My my littlest daughter, she got sick, 
And my wife and I were up all night with her. And I think I just hit a wall. Um, I did wake up for the finish. Alpha Zoe one, which I thought, you know, hey, they're putting over the local guy. That's good. You know, uh, you know, you don't want to keep having these guys be brought in and beat your core guys or your homegrown guys all the time because the fans aren't going to get behind your, your your homegrown guys. So it was cool to see the you know the the homegrown guy get the win and and um, and uh, you know from what I saw early on, you know it was it was. At least they were trying to tell a story, a simple story. You know, Alpha Zoe, he's not as tall. He's not He's not much taller than Leo Rush, but he's wider and thicker. Leo Rush is always going to be the smaller guy, the underdog. So he has to use his speed and quickness. So they actually they started off telling a little bit of a story, a simple story. But it was easy to follow, and I was getting into it. But then everything crashed on me. You know, my body said, it's time to sleep, John. So I slept and uh took a little cat nap and came back and saw alpha so one so you know so good for him uh match number seven the west coast pro women's champion marshall slanovich beat uh, uh miyu yamashita and this was the best match on the show um i just loved that they opened up with some wrestling some grappling some exchanges on the ground something my goodness different than the uh uh you know, then the bounty, the bounty hunter versus Jordan, Brian Keever, Jordan Oliver, and Speedball Mike Blay, Michael like Mike uh, Michael Oku, like even the tag team match with West Coast Wrestling Crew and the Velocities, it's, they that started fast. Like, you know, I like matches that kind of like just start slow and build up. Um, and and these women were great. Um, both are fantastic, hard hitting, well wrestled. The only thing I didn't like was when they went to the floor. You know, another match going to the floor. A lot of these matches went to the floor. So, like I said, Speedball Mike Bailey Oku went to the floor. Uh, Alpha Zoe and Leo Rush, I saw them early on go to the floor into the chairs, you know. And, again, Masha and uh, Yamashita went to the floor. And um, they did some funky stuff on the floor. There's a point where Yamashita got, like, onto a chair and she just did like this back roundhouse kick that missed by a mile and and uh, just didn't look good. And I just thought like this is a waste of time. This is they they didn't need to go to the floor. They, they could just really just kept it all in the ring. And once it got in the ring, it got, it got back on track. You know, so they weren't out there for too long, but enough to really like kind of take the match down a bit. But once they got in there, it was just really good stuff you know both women really physical and intense like it felt like they wanted to win this match right it felt like you know Mashta wanted to win the title it felt like Mashta wanted to retain her title it made me suspend disbelief once they got back on track with this match it made me like really excited and to see people trying to win um there was some really good you know Yamashita's just a little bad at it. I love her like angry face and her intensity and Masha comes with it, man. You know, she, you know, she brings it, and it's physical, like I said. And to me, this is by far, by far, the best wrestling match on this card. Blew everything away. Um, um, this was high quality stuff, in my opinion. And I've seen Yamashita before. I don't watch a lot of Joshi wrestling. Um. And she's, but she's talented, and she's and she's really good. She has those exciting kicks that she does, and I like that she 
just does different things. It doesn't look like what everyone else does, you know. So um, a lot of fun. This is definitely if you're going to watch this show and, and you like really good wrestling matches, uh, you don't want to miss Masha Slamovich versus uh, uh, Miyu Yamashita. So that was uh, definitely worth a watch. The main event was a six-man tag team match. It was uh, Jacob Fatu, Vinny Massaro, and Starboard Charlie versus the West Coast Pro Champion, Titus Alexander, Alan Angels, and Kevin Blackwood. Um, this was a, a, a fun main event matchup. Um, Titus is one of the bright young stars on the West Coast, and I think in wrestling on the indie scene, and he's just, a, you know, he's been doing it for such an early age, and he's still so young, and, and he's just a prodigy. Um, and same with Starboy. Starboy's the same way. He started really young, and he's, you know, he's a prodigy too. I don't understand the overall look. Um, I liked when he was wearing the light blue tights and wrestling boots, and he just kind of like that, that, that dynamite kid look. I thought he looked really good, but I don't get the overalls. I know he did like a cowboy gimmick for um, a Sparky Ballard's a Gold Rush promotion, but like, what is overalls? Uh, go with <laughs> Starboy. Like I don't get it. It's just you know, I think it's just it's a kind of a goofy look. And even when he was on, um, I forget what show it was Rampage or Dynamite. I think it was Rampage. You know, you got Jim Ross and Jericho just 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 bashing on him for his, the the tights and the name. And and I'm just like, this kid's talented, and he he needs to. I think drop that look. Drop that look. Go to the Go to your go to the tights, and especially because he's going to be you know a big featured guy on this promotion, and you don't, you know I think the those overalls really hold him back. Um, I don't I don't really think it does him any good. So, but this match was um, a, you know a good match a good match. Um, some stuff. Broke down, kind of weird. Um, when Chico Fatu gets in the ring, he's just so exciting. I, 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 I love that guy. When what a fun guy to work with when I was booking APW. He's just a, a good dude, fun guy, uh, super talented. And when he's in there, just like you can't get, keep your eyes off him because he's just this big guy doing amazing athletic things, um, and. He just stands out so much over you know a lot of these guys, right? But he's been the champion already, and that's you know kind of been done. So he's kind of has a he's kind of a supporting character here in this match, and they're building to Titus Alexander versus Vinny Massaro or Titus Alexander versus Starboard Charlie. Um, Kevin Blackwood and and Alan Angels. They're okay. You know, I think they make a, a decent team. Um, Alan Angels is fine. You know, like a, a, a solid guy. Um, nothing doesn't really stand out to me. Just, you know, but, uh, you know, he's good in his role, I guess. Um, I didn't like that he clotheslined Fatu on the top rope. I didn't, just because he's so much smaller than Fatu. I, 
I thought maybe there could be a double clothesline there with someone else, you know, helping out. But uh, um, there was a point when I think all three of the heels had Starboy Charlie up, and we're gonna throw him onto uh, his partner Jacob Hatude and on the on out on the outside, and <laughs> Vinny Massaro was in the ring watching this, and he just kind of just goes into his position, and you know, instead of saving his partner, it just looked kind of awkward. Um, and Vinny Massaro is the one who gets the win with a roaring elbow on, uh, I believe it was Alan Angels. And afterward, Vinny Massaro won, got in the mic, and he's you know really frustrated how Tyus Alexander has represented the title at West Coast Pro, and Vinny Massaro being the head trainer wants to teach him a lesson and wants to take that belt from him because he hasn't respected it. Um, and challenge him to the match, and then Starboy Charlie gets in, and he's upset. With Vinny, like I didn't want that match. I have all these issues with, with uh, Tyus Alexander. He did all this to me, and, and Star, Starboy, he did his best, but <laughs> it was a little, it was a little goofy the way he was trying. He's trying, you know, trying to be get into it, but uh, it didn't feel as natural. And Vinny kept telling him, you know, hey man, relax, it's okay. You know, you'll get your opportunity, but right now I want this guy, and um. They're just going back and forth, and I guess they didn't show Titus on the on camera, but I guess he was smirking, and, and out from behind came Chris Hero, who's the booker of West Coast Pro, and also I guess now he's going to be an on, on screen, the matchmaker, right? Um, <laughs> Chris <laughs> comes out, big old orange sweater, just, <laughs> just like... <laughs> I think like if you're gonna be the on-screen matchmaker, let's you know, just let's get Chris some uh, a nice suit to wear, or a nice cool West Coast Pro polo or something, you know, like a little more official. You got this big old orange sweater, and basically Chris gets on the mic and tells Titus like, "Oh, you really enjoy those two guys arguing over this, and you know, but you will have to face one of these guys and defend your title sooner or later." So. But what's what we're going to do? These two guys have claimed to get the next shot against you. So what we're going to do is have a number one contenders match next show. Vinny Massaro versus Tyus Alexander. And the winner of that gets... Uh, sorry, it's Vinny Massaro versus Starboy. It's pretty late here. <laughs> Vinny Massaro versus Starboy. No one contenders. And, and the winner gets Tyus Alexander. So there, there there's, a, there's a story there, you know. Um, we'll see how this plays out. So there's something for the audience to kind of go, okay, let's tune in next time. Um, and you know, having matches and just having matches and bringing some people in is, is, is fun and cool, but you know, uh, people want to get hooked on some, they want storylines too. They want to, they want a reason to come back. They want a reason to get invested in a match, right? Beyond just, Hey, it's cool to see, Leo Rush in town versus whoever this week, you know. Um, oh, cool. We have Michael Oku. I've heard a lot about him from Rev Pro over in Europe. Great. You know, like, that's cool. And But but I think those, those personal issues really, really, really draw. And, and, and I thought the – I think the crowd, honestly – after the the Masha versus uh, Yamashita match was just kind of down because that was a hell of a match. And then, and so they took a while to get into the 
six man tag and and uh but they but they got into it, you know, and um so we'll see what happens uh next next show with Demis Arrow versus Starboy Charlie, who wins that, who goes on to face Ty Alexander Center. What's Tyus Alexander doing next show? Who's he is he defending the title then or is he just in another non title match or is he off the show? I don't know. Um we'll see what they have planned. But um yeah, it was a uh a decent show, I think for me, you know, a lot of the matches didn't work for me. I, my favorite matches, of course, you know, Masha Slamovich versus uh, Miyu Yamashita. That that was, like I said, fantastic. Um, I I like I enjoyed Aja Khan versus Vert Vixen. I like I said, it exceeded my expectations. Um, Speedball Mike Bailey versus Oku, like had some exciting stuff, but the you know, I just could not. It just kept taking me out of taking me out of the match when when Speedball would, you know, he's selling the knee and not selling the knee, and he's you know going from zero to one hundred, zero to one hundred, zero to one hundred, and I just you know, I just I wanted to like that match, but I just it wasn't for me. But if you're a fan of just moves and um, cool moves and uh, crazy dives and um, a lot of moves. Yeah, that's probably your, probably your, your cup of tea. Um, and um, unfortunately, I did not watch, like I said earlier, the Alpha Zoe versus Leo Rush match because I was just completely exhausted and everything caught up to me. So, so yeah, that's my uh, my review of West Coast Pro. And looking forward to continuing to watch. I, I kind of check on their shows. I, you know, this you can catch the show on IWTV if you have a subscription to that. I don't think the IWTV is that that expensive so it's a very affordable network and they have a bunch of indie stuff on there if you really want to watch a lot of the indie stuff um and uh, i i check in from time to time on west coast pro shows um uh, looking forward to i think they have a, a queen of the indies coming up that's going to be interesting i might do a review on that show uh once they announce i think they announced everyone for the tournament i believe but to go back might cover that one but um yeah um, if you watched West Coast Pro and this this show specifically, and you and let me know what you think. Did you, did you enjoy it? What was your favorite match? Um, I know uh, Scott from uh, the Five Star Joke Show for the Fight Game Media Network. I'm, not, I'm pretty sure he's he watched Masha versus Yamashita because you know that that's his cup of tea. And Yamashita has been here for like what? She's supposed to be here for like four months, I believe, and she's making the rounds and. Uh, I haven't seen everything she's done, but I've seen a couple things, and I thought this was uh, this was a, a fantastic showcase for her. So uh, check it out. All right, guys. As always, you can follow me at LaRockaJL on Twitter. Hit me up there again. Let me know your thoughts on the show and um, any other show recommendations you want me to, to review. All right, everyone. Take care. Have a good weekend. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.